Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's the NBA Prospect Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your gracious and humble host, Rob Bruin, with my good guy, T. Rose. We are back. Happy New Year to everybody. New Year's, new things. We're hoping that everybody is being more consistent and getting to the grind. T. Rose, tell me how you feeling in 2021, man. I, I like the waves today. I see what you're doing. You feel me? Yeah. You know, I, I need you. a little cut. I need a cut. I'm going to have to hit my cousin Jeremy up soon. Don't trip. But I'm feeling good, man. We made it through 2020, the crazy year that it was, everything that you went through, everything I've been through, everything the world has been through. So it's a blessing, man, for us to be here, for us to be standing strong and make it another year. Another year with the pod, another year with my mm-hmm. brother. So I'm ready to do this, man. Ready to start it off right. You feel me? First part of the year. Let's get to it. In the state of Indiana, they'll be hosting the NCAA tournament. Chef Curry drops 62 points on the Blazers. Ryan Garcia shows us some tenacity, bounces back, and knocks out Luke Campbell. And we have so many trending topics for you. So, Troy, let's start here. The NCAA, like I said, will be in Indiana. They'll be hosting all 68 teams. It's going to be the same format, one game elimination. The goal is for every game to be played. They don't want any players to contract, you know, COVID-19. The tournament is supposed to start on March 16th. And, you know, just some more insight. There'll be six sites, the NFL stadiums, NBA arenas, and four college teams that will be helping as well to host all of the games. Now, the tournament is supposed to start March 16th. And on April 3rd and the 5th, we're looking at the tentative dates for the Final Four. How do you feel about this entire movement? And do you think that the NCAA will be able to pull this off? I think that they will. This is going to be the largest bubble-like scenario we've seen play out in sports since the pandemic has hit. So obviously, it's going to be a challenge when we're talking about 68 teams, all those players, the hundreds of players, the hundreds of coaches. So obviously, it's going to be tough. But I think with the NCAA, as you know, like they, they're about their money. So if any way that they can get things going and figure it out, then they're going to try to do that. Obviously, it's going to be spread out through, I think, three different cities between Indianapolis, Bloomington and uh, West Lafayette. So it's going to be spaced out. But again, we're going to have to make sure that the players are also following protocol, proper personnel are doing the things that they need to do all the testing. I think it's going to be exciting. I'm eager to see March Madness. Obviously, this is completely different circumstance, but players are hungry as fans we're hungry to watch so hopefully everything goes as as it's supposed to everyone stays safe and we get to see some good basketball yeah i think this is going to be real good because i remember last year when i was in greensboro back in march how quickly the acc conference shifted that got canceled in that ncaa tournament follow suit right so i think that now with the uh, bubble being a blueprint for everyone else to follow i think it's going to be great and i just you know, praying hope that all of the players follow the protocol, do what they need to do so that they can, you know, get to the NCAA tournament. We can get a winner, you know, see who's going to be crowned and just everybody do what they need to do. And um, this is going to be good so that we can see what we can do in the future following from now. So I think that this is a great thing for for, for all of the teams. And and we all oh, we just want to continue to see basketball, man. We've been we've been really wanting to see this for a while. So it's, it's going to be great for everybody as a whole. And just so everybody will know as well, the NCAA is still, they're not sure if fans will be allowed to be in the arenas, but the family members of the student athletes will be accommodated as well too. So we just want to keep that in perspective. That's key. I think 
I think that's the best thing, you know. Yeah. I think fan. I think with fans right now, that'll be a bit much. I think you know we need to follow the same protocol we kind of seen with the NBA. Allow them to have their friends, their family, their loved ones, you know, their family, and I think that's going to be important. You know, yeah, no fans. With with all of the play that's happened, you know, throughout this week, are there any players, any teams that have stood out to you? I can't lie, man, and it, it's Go really ahead, say it because I know it's going to hurt you. It's really going to hurt me to say this. But I have to give the University of Michigan they props, man. Like, I have to. And after watching my squad, Michigan State, lose three straight games, had to look down the road. And I've been looking at Michigan, and they're 9-0. and They came into the season unranked. Mm-hmm. The way that they're playing at a high level, Hunter Dickinson gets the freshman of the week, averaging 19 right. points since becoming a starter. Juwan Howard good. has the number one class coming into next year. Oh, so for them to be okay. exactly so for them to be playing this well, being nine and zero, playing this strong, and this is not even the number one class. I mean, you can't help but give Juwan and they, that, that team their props. Your boy Caleb Houston, I believe he committed, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, he did. Yes, he did. Okay, so yeah, that's that's gonna be real good. Yeah, huge shout out to Juwan Howard and the whole Fab Five crew. That's gonna be dope. When I look at college basketball, Javon Quinterly really really stands out to me a new jersey guard he's a another example of why i preach the importance of a system right he was at villanova last year under jay wright obviously we all know who that is he's a great coach but i don't think jay wright utilized him the right way or maybe he just wasn't best fit for his system right now we shift and we put him at alabama javon quillany he has a a stronger confidence in him now. You can see the way that he facilitates the offense. He gets everybody in their spots, and he's so quick, he's so shifty, and he puts a lot of pressure on the defense in terms of making everybody adjust on the defensive end. So when I look at the way that he played against Tennessee a few days ago, I thought it was great to see because the game before that, he had a breakout game. He scored 24 points, and he just put so much pressure, like I said, on the defense, and it's good to see him in this system now because now we can see him fulfill his fullest potential. It always feels good when you're playing within your comfort zone. And I think he's just been able to find that within that system. So I think that is good. And when you find that, your confidence level is always at an all-time high. And I think that's what we're seeing. He's just playing with a level of confidence and putting his talent with it. And somebody else that really stood out to me in that game off of Tennessee is Eves Ponds. Strong forward slash guard. And he had five blocks in his mm-hmm. game. And I'm... All of these blocks that he had, Troy, were all game-determining factors. It either turned into a 10-2 run or an 8-0 run. I mean, he's taking balls out the same, literally just scooping them and throwing for the outlet pass. It was just amazing to see that that defensive stability to him. You know what I mean? Because we always talk about players being able to play both sides of the ball. And it was great just to see, you know, a big man play straight-up defense. And it was great to see the refs allow him to play defense and not, you know, get him called for any charge, any blocks, anything like that. So that was a pleasure to see as well, too. Chef Curry, Steph Curry cooking in the pot. Well, he made he made some rasta pasta. Mm. He made some some jerk wings. Nah, it's made, clear made, the week before. He made some filet mignon. A little, a little filet with a little shrimp on top. No, nah, I, I want a, I want a twin lobster tails with butter Ooh. on the side. Oh, you that's, that's what. That's what I saw Chef Curry make up the other night. I can't lie to you. Let's start here first. 105 threes at practice? I mean, he was letting us know practice? it was coming. He was letting us know it was coming. Just I, I mean, clearly, coming. that was... Now that I'm looking at it now, he's like, yo, it's, it's on the way. 
this is this is just a matter of like I'm not just about the hype. Like I no, am what I'm I about do. This. Like I showed y'all, I had 105 in me. You heard what Steve Kerr said. The only difference, no, he, he choked. He ain't go 106. You feel mm. me? So I think he went out there and did what he had to do. And this, this was not against no sorry team at all. Like we're no. talking about one one of the best backcourts in the league. We talk about Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. So I mean, he he let him have it. He was 50 from three, eight for 16. He was 18 for 31 from the field. He let him have it, man. He did what he was supposed to do. He letting us know that in spite of what the team is going through, he's here. I'm still I'm still top point guard in this league. You guys need to put a lot of respect. I know he gets lost in translation a little bit with guys like Kyrie, with guys like Dane, but Curry's still here. Let's not forget, man. That's a champion right there. The thing that I have to say most, uh, I, I could never ever put Steph Curry outside of the best point guard situation because he's a winner. They went to the finals four or five years in a row. They got three rings, two back-to-back. I think that it's great to see him in this element because now he's stepping into a rhythm, right? We have to remember, he was he stopped playing ball back in March. They didn't make the bubble. It's different when you're in basketball shape, right? So I'm surprised he didn't go for 100. You mm. know what I mean? Especially with the fact that he shoots so many threes. This mm. past That past game, he shot 8 for 16. That's 50%. That's lights out. It's really good to see him back in his element because Steph Curry is going to have to keep his game at this level for them to even have a shot at making it into the playoffs with, you know, Draymond Green and his health with he's with, with what he's been struggling with. So this is great. And he put everybody on notice. And it's, it's real crazy because the last time Dame had his career high was on the Warriors as well. He has 61. So mm-hmm. real recognized real when Dame just had to say hats off to him. He put me in the blender. And that's what you do if you're a real one. Dame understands when you're a top player, when you're a top scorer in this league, you're going to have guys that have those nights. And it just so happened that he was on the other end. But as far as Steph Curry goes, he knows that he's going to have to keep it up on this level. You saw what he did last night, followed it up with a 30-point game and a big victory over the Sacramento Kings. So he's letting it be known that this is no fluke. I'm here. My game is still as strong as ever. I am and I'll say it on wax. I He is the best shooter of all time. Mm-hmm. Big shout to Ray Allen. Big shout to Reggie Miller, Chris Mullen. All those guys are legends in their own respectful right. But there's but a new Stephen Curry. But Stephen Curry is the best shooter, hands down, of all time. When we switch gears to Brooklyn, KD is going to be missing four games now due to COVID-19. And um, obviously, he contracted the virus back in May. But um, for the next four, back back in March, excuse me. Um, but he'll be missing the next four games. And um, how would you say you've been liking KD as he's been transitioning back into getting a feel for the game so far this year? Well, it doesn't look like he's missed a beat. He's been playing well. I think in the sixth game he's been back, he's averaging between 26 to 28 points a game. Mm-hmm. So obviously he hasn't missed a beat as far as his scoring ability, still shooting at a high level, getting to the basket, finishing strong. I know one thing that we do have to touch on is him and Kyrie missing both, having the opportunity to ice the game the other night and both missing the opportunity. And as we know, Kyrie made it a point to say that he is alongside someone now that if he cannot take that shot, he trusts someone else's too, which was Kevin Durant. And they both had the opportunity, they both missed, but it's still a long season. I don't want anyone to lose faith on the guys. But again, a lot of times when you talk early, you got to eat those words. And that was just an example of that. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, that that could be Kyrie, you know, just hitting at something. But um, I mean, I, that could just be him just having confidence in, in KD. 
he might just feel the most comfortable playing with him now. I, I can't speak for him. But um, something I will say about Kevin Durant is there are times throughout the game where, to me, he doesn't fully look comfortable. And when I say comfortable, I mean in terms of his body, the way he's moving. Last game they played, but he had an in-and-out move that he did. I believe they played. I believe. No, it was the Wizards. They played the Wizards. He went in and out, cut to the basket, and elevated but missed the dunk. It was good to see him back and be able to move like that, but there are spurts throughout the game where he still looks a little uncomfortable. I'm not sure if that's the ACL at times where he, you know, might still be in a little bit of pain. But like you said, the fact that he's even averaging 28 points already is just, it's, it's phenomenal. Yeah, it is. I mean, when you come off of injury of that sort, you're going to, in a way, sometimes be a little step slow or still trying to find yourself getting comfortable. And for him, he's just in that moment. And obviously, he's still going to be one of the best scorers. He's still rebounding also at a high level. But I think he's just going to take some time. And I think in these next four games that he has off, I think that he's going to be able to get his body in order. And the rest a little bit. These next four games are going to be tough. I think they have uh, OKC. They have the Jazz tonight. Okay. So that's going to be a game. Rudy Gobert just got big money. So that's going to be a game they may have to come out and play strong game. They got Philadelphia playing well, 6-1. and one. And Then they got the Grizzlies in the uh, OKC. So I think he just needs to take this time. Hopefully Kyrie put things on his back. And then after those four games, he'll be ready to rock again. And as you know, me and my good brother here, we're opening up a new segment. Mm-hmm. We're going to call this one the Rose Report, where I sprinkle in a little a little knowledge for you guys, some little keynotes to look out for. And I think today I want to take the time to acknowledge some teams that showed promise last year that didn't make it into the playoffs that we should be watching for this year. And I have to name off a few, starting with the Phoenix Suns. Mm. As we all know, they had the best record in the bubble, 8-0, did not make it into the playoffs, took this time in the offseason to obtain one of the best point guards that the game has seen with Chris Paul, and he's really opened up the floor down there in Phoenix, has helped Devin Booker take the ball out of his hands a little more, has really helped DeAndre Ayton blossom his game off the screen and roll and playing strong around the basket. So the Phoenix Suns, I want us to start looking out for them. Then another team, the Atlanta Hawks. Like, I feel like when I watch the Atlanta Hawks, I feel like Meek Mill. I feel like they're my young bulls out there. You feel me? Like I, I feel tell like, them Trey was there. You know, He's ready. Like, Trey Young is playing at a high level. Tough loss last night. He had 31 points. Cam Reddish playing well, doing his thing. John Collins, he good for posters. Jared Allen, I don't want to say no names, but... You know, he, he's good for putting someone on a poster. And I think that this is a team that can really show promise. I think that they're really playing at a high level. Clint Capella is now back healthy. He's really helped uh, dominate things down low, helped Trey Young in the pick and roll. So the Atlanta Hawks is another team I want people to watch out for. And lastly, the Memphis Grizzlies. I think if we could, I think if we could keep John Morant healthy, I think it's of Jaron Jackson. I think if Jaron Jackson could stay healthy, Michigan State guy, go green. If he could stay healthy and play at a high level around the basket, a tall guy who could also stretch the floor and knock down shots from the perimeter. Dylan Brooks really showing himself to be a scorer, great shooter, efficient. And then I got to give another shout out to the green because, you know, Michigan State love to sprinkle some love in the NBA. Big fella Xavier Tillman. Mm-hmm. Just signed with the Memphis Grizzlies. Just got drafted by those guys. So the Memphis Grizzlies is another team I think that we should be looking out for going into this year who could possibly be, who could possibly be 
playoff contending teams. So watch out for that. This is the Rose Report. Pay attention, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the Rose Report. It gives us a different energy. And we get to see you flourish. And Troy, just to piggyback what you were saying, I'm not a fan of the New York Knicks at all. If anybody knows, I'm from New York, but I think the Knicks are trash. Not currently, but have been in the, but have been in the past. But what I will say, these are facts. This is the best. This is the best start that they've had since the 2012-2013 season within a seven-game start. Right? Austin Rivers looks good. Julius Randle had 28 points and 17 rebounds, and they have a deep young roster. They have Kevin Knox that hit a little buzzer beater at the end of the third. They got Obi Toppin. They have R.J. Barrett. And what I will say is the, the Knicks look good. And it doesn't even hurt me to say that. They do bad business, but I just think the one weakness they have right now is they have too many small forwards. Obi Toppin, R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, and Kevin Knox. I feel like it's a little excessive, and that's going to, you know, cut off some people's playing time. And Dennis Smith Jr., can this man stay healthy? He's a great talent. We just need to see him do better. Now, I just want to intro another one of my good brothers, Zach Barrett. Uh, huge sneakerhead in the game. We went to school by from University in South Carolina. Uh, follow his yes, sneaker sir. page, you know, QRazy5 and uh, Bois Sneakers on Instagram. But uh, he's a huge, huge New York Knicks fan. And I just want you to tell T. Rose and I, man, how you feeling? Have the Knicks got some more tape? Well, <laughs> well, it's been a heavy heart for a lot of years, bro. Nah, I hear that. A lot of years, bro. It's not easy being a Knicks fan at all. Yeah, talk about or that. like, like New York sports as a whole right it's now, tough. trash. Go Giants! I mean, we had a we the Giants was bad, but we had a chance to get to the playoffs. If, but it was depending on another team winning mm-hmm. or losing. You know what I'm saying? And you never want to get to the playoffs that way because you want to end up getting there on your own accord, not depending on another team to win or lose to get you in there. Mm-hmm. But the Knicks. Back to your Knicks, man. Listen, I don't know if it's the best start since 2012. Nah, that, it's, that. it's a stat, bro. I didn't make it up. With, within seven games. Just within seven games. So within the first seven games. Yeah, it's since like 2012. That. Yeah. I mean, but honestly, bro, it's the the young core that they got now. And Julius Randle, he's on one, bro. Everybody's been talking about trade him, trade him, trade him. But I don't know. He had some of that Michael Jordan secret stuff before he started this (laughs) year, bro. Whoa, 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 whoa. They, would, they would never, they would never drink from the same fountain, okay? They would never, bro, hold on, hold on. everybody I'm stop. Saying, Please I'm stop from Space Jam, bro. No, I got you, I got you, I got you, but so, I agree, uh, I, I agree though. I think Julius has been playing at an all time high. I was telling Rob that I think he's really tightened up his game since his days in Los Angeles. He used to be a little loose with the ball, a little out of control, but I really feel like he's really gravitated and found his game and Imani quickly from Kentucky he yeah. did some buckets too he was he's just talking about him the other day yeah we got to pay attention to these young cats out here because they go under the radar when they play for teams that obviously aren't the best but he definitely should be acknowledged as someone who's helping the squad get- but quickly I think he had like I think he had eight or ten 16. points in eight minutes when he yeah, it's not in the first in the first um eight minutes he had eight or ten right. points so mm-hmm. like coming off the bench he really does pretty good but I feel like he should start they should bring Miles Powell up from the G League word I don't know why they dropped him down like I don't even understand that I don't know man he was a beast in Seton Hall oh yeah 
Oh yeah. So he was solid. Big East player of the year. He 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 did his thing. So let, let me ask you a question. You you're a true New York Knicks fan. So I mean, you've seen the days back in the late '90s, early 2000s with guys like Larry Johnson, Allen Houston, like that whole squad. Charlie Charles Ward. So with the way that things are starting so far with the with the Knicks and the development. Could you possibly at some point, because obviously the Knicks never won back then, so I don't want to get that misconstrued. Look at his face. But, but do you think, <laughs> but, do, but, but, but do you think with the squad that you guys have now, at some point you can find, you, they can find themselves in the playoffs, especially in the East. The East is not a strong conference. In the playoffs? Yeah. I, this I this year? We say that. We say that every year. With the and Knicks y'all run team. out of tape. Damn near. Oh, <laughs> uh, you need to relax. But um, this year, I feel like like it's different. It's different feeling. Like I saw Austin Rivers actually post like a long post, and I was kind of surprised from him. Like you know, putting a whole his whole heart heart out there and saying like you know we're building, trust us, being new to the team, not even three days playing. Like he didn't even play three days, or he I don't th- I think he played one game when he made that post. But I respected him for that, you know, for like you know saying like yo we're a young team, we're building. We're trying to get there like you know we're not trying to tank mm-hmm. and obviously tom Thibodeau, mm-hmm. he's bringing that intensity to that team like that i've in never seen time, huh? yeah. in a long time since mike woodson you know mm-hmm. like the defense is definitely dead sometimes they get a little sloppy missing on switches but i really feel like this team they if they could get like a free agent bro they like, need like, one more veteran one piece like, like a veteran piece it might be it might be all right like you know they could possibly make the playoffs this year the way they've been playing every game that i've watched them play this year because i watched every game this year is a close game very close mm-hmm. games and they played very well like it's just they get sloppy towards the end mm-hmm. fourth quarter like I they came you. back i think i forgot who they were playing but they came back from 20 and one i forgot what game it was mm. but I don't know, man. I'll say I this feel- though: when I when I when I look at the Knicks, they're kind of like the Charlotte Hornets in a way. They're deep and they're young, and they have that versatility, right? They just have to put the pieces together. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously they don't have a point guard like Lamelo Ball, but they still have that young core, right? So when I say that, I think that the Knicks, like you're saying, they need that veteran piece possibly to just bring everything together. And going off of Austin Rivers, I think that this is a great situation for him because he brings that experience to the team and you can tell that he's buying in. It's funny you bring him up because I went through his Instagram last night and his first, I would say, four to five posts, he kept using the word build and building in every single post. And he's just showing like he's committed. He's all in. And I think it's great, too, that he chose not to go with Philly and go to New York instead. And his pops has some insight on that. Like, this isn't the best position for you. Go somewhere else and build your own. So um, Austin Rivers is going to be a huge part of that as long as he buys in alongside Julius Randle. So um, I'm with you on that, bro. And I think his best year was under his pops as well when he played on the Clippers. Was it? Clippers. Well, you got to think, playing with his father, you're going to get a lot of a lot of opportunities that you usually don't get with other squads. So I think that yeah. really was able to open up his game because he was in New Orleans before the Clippers. Right, 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 right. And when you're playing behind, obviously, I think at that time it was Chris Paul. Chris Paul moved on, went there. Obviously, that was someone he was getting tutor, uh, trained under, worked under, 
went to the Clippers, had his father. So it worked out for him. But I think the Knicks is going to be a place for him to grow individually. And with him, I got to really look at it. He's now one of the older guys on the team. So some of that veteran leadership that mm-hmm. they need, he's going to have to feel that. He's going to bring role. that. Yeah. Zach, I definitely appreciate you for stopping in, brother. Um, stay tuned. Hope y'all, y'all for it. Y'all four and three, you know, take a deep breath, soak it all in. Hey, and enjoy it. Left real quick, (laughs) it could go left real quick, but it's only a 72 game uh season, so we're working in y'all favor so far. So, y'all can keep it up, man. Y'all can y'all can slide in there with slide in, just grab the a spot, spot. no pressure. Ain't no team, honestly, bro. The the best time I enjoyed, I'm watching the Knicks was when we was in college, bro. And you know that. Mm, yeah, when Melo like, on the team, bro. Yeah, when like, they were going back and forth with the Celtics. Team in yeah. the NBA with Marcus Canby, Tyson Chandler. Mm. That's when they had Shump. That was too. a good team. That's when Shump had the, had the flat top. Mm-hmm. Nah, that's that a was flat. a good team. I love watching that but team. I, but I can't talk much, man. You know, my, my Pistons right now. Trash. You know, they, oh, my they, God. Too. So, I, so I understand your pain. Hey, pain. Like, I feel you, man. I understand. Now, Killian Hayes need a new hip. Look, he... <laughs> he, he did the Blake is, I, last I, night. I, I, I got I have a lot of respect for Blake Griffin, but he's robbing the he's robbing the Pistons. Blind. We not really talk about what Jason Tatum <laughs> did to him. <laughs> I call game. Look, man, he, he's, I don't know, bro. I like I like Blake. He definitely changes game. Yo, a lot. Blake is Blake is trash, bro. What, bro? You're tripping. He's washed up, and, and, I, and, I, and I'm saying this from a Detroit Pistons just not, like, I, like, just not I'm really like how he used to be dunking. But, everybody, right, that was his game. But, but he listen, listen, he changed his wrap. game. Look at his three point percentage now. Yeah, it's like twenty percent. I feel like a lot of times we, I feel like a lot of times we like players based on their name. Right. But I feel like I feel like you're in New York Knicks. You're not watching. You're not watching the Detroit Pistons. I know you're not watching yeah. the Detroit. Pistons. I watch basketball. No, he bro. watches every game, bro. He watches. Watch he watches it. I first of all, listen. Blake Griffin fell the other night. Yeah. Jason Tatum hit a game. What happened? Let's we'll do that last play. Can you do that? For last me? night, he didn't even want to play. He said, I'm going to just rest. No, How wait, are you Troy, resting Troy. after getting a, a shot, a game winning shot on you? How Troy, you walk us through that last play with Jason Tatum when he fell. Walk me through that. <laughs> Don't want to talk about it? Hello. Jason, he has it at the top of the key. Yes. Top of the key. Goes left. Goes left. <laughs> and which way does Blake Griffin go? Blake got a flat tire. <laughs> he got a flat, flat tire, bro. Chill. And what man, happened? Dude. What we call? Man. Bang! <laughs> nah, man. I'll repeat the Detroit Pistons. Shout out to the Knicks. <laughs> Zach, we appreciate you for Don't do that. Don't do bro. that. Don't Listen, bro. I'm just calling facts. We got to give the Knicks their flowers. And Detroit don't need no flowers. So, Zach, we appreciate you coming in, bro. And uh, stay tuned, bro. We appreciate you. Uh, man. Shout appreciate out Detroit, you, man. No disrespect, man. Shout out Detroit. This is our favorite segment. Tell me what's on your mind. I have a lot on my mind. Troy has a lot on his what? Mind. And we're back here again. When we think about Ryan Garcia, the first word that comes to my mind is tenacity. I just want to walk you out through this real quick. He did knock down Luke Campbell, but in the second round, Luke Campbell baited him with the right and dropped him with the left. Amazing knockdown. This is the first time Ryan Garcia has been knocked down in his career so far. And I think this is good because it's building him up 
for that next match that we hope we're going to see in Javante Davis and Ryan Garcia. But we'll get to that in a second. Then when we get to the fifth round, you could tell that Ryan Garcia was really starting to gain his momentum. He's tagging up Luke Campbell left and right, left and right, to the point where he's literally Campbell is saved by the bell. Then we get to Showtime in the seventh round, and Ryan Garcia hits him with that left gut check to the ribs, and it's game time. It's curtains. That's it. So huge shout out to Ryan Garcia. Uh, can't wait to see what he does. I like this little clickbait that he's doing with Javante Davis. But Troy, tell me what you saw in that fight. Look, man, there's no way you could pay me any amount of money to take a hit from Ryan Garcia. No he, chance. He got that body challenge. <laughs> Listen, like, you know your your punches come with so much power. You end the fight yeah, on a body strong. shot? Yeah. He hits hard, bro. I can't even knock it. So in that fight, I just saw someone who, one, not only can give a punch, but can take one. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's all I need to see. If you have heart in, in that sport, along with what you're able to produce by being able to put your hands on another man and being able to defend yourself too. Go far. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for him and Javante Davis. Yeah, I'm, I'm, waiting for, I'm waiting for him and Javante Davis. Whatever bet needs to be placed, whatever, whatever room needs to be set up so we can watch this i need to see it this is must see tv you have to tell me right now i don't even need a javante davis okay say no more javante davis yes yes ryan garcia is a dog Mm -hmm. but javante is just a beast hungry hungry but ryan garcia does hit hard though i don't know that that's gonna be a really good fight there's no way i missed that wherever i'm at we got to fly out. We got to watch it this, together. I'll say this. That hit that Ryan Garcia took. Could Javante Davis take that? He's not getting up if Javante Davis land one like that. I'm going to let that be known now. Oh. If, if Javante Davis lands a hit, like the way that. Luke Campbell landed one, it's lights out. So that mm. is where Ryan Garcia is going to have to step his game up at. Because you're going up, you're going up against someone who hit way harder, who's stronger, who can take, who can take a hit, who's going to be looser, who can defend. He got his work cut out for him. Javante, I would say, can we say that Javante could take hits though? Because I feel it. like Garcia, we can say that we see now he can take it. And it, it I think it wasn't with Javante Javon- Davis. <laughs> It wasn't Javante okay. Davis. That's no shade to Luke Campbell, but it wasn't Javante Davis. Nah, that's respect. That's real, though. That's real. All right, now, we when we switch gears to the Power Episode finale, Ghost Power Book 2, they brought our cousin Tommy back. Mary J. Blige showed a little thugger-thugger in her. Boy! <laughs> Tariq turned his savage up in the courtroom in his burgundy double-breasted suit. I love the episode, man. I, I think that the further we get down the line with Power Book 2, it just, it starts off so slow. Yeah, it does. It starts off so slow to the point where this finale was the bar of what Power used to be. It was you almost overwhelming. I mean? Yeah, yeah. And even so much where I just wanted Ghost to come out the grave and just be a part of the episode so bad. That's just me personally. But um, yeah, I really think it was so amazing to see Tommy's entrance into the episode, the way he shot Mary J. Blige, uh, aka Monet's uh, soldier down. And then when we saw the back of the Mustang, I think everybody's face looked the same. You know what it was. We, we know what time it was. 
And um, it was just good to see Tommy uh, come back. I know you said it was a little forced. I'll let you expand on that. I love the overall episode. Can't wait to see what Power Book 3 with Kanan does. And um, yeah, it was overall, I give it an eight and a half. I was, I, I was pleased for the most part. It was a lot of action. Like you said, it started off slow. You know, we really got into a lot of gunplay, a lot of violence, a lot of hardship. But I, I think one thing I've learned watching Power is don't be a Jabari. Ooh. Don't be a Jabari. Talk to them That's about thing. that. Hey, don't, don't. It was don't his time. Don't be a Jabari. I'll let y'all do y'all. I'll let y'all look up whatever that means. But don't be a Jabari. <laughs> Please okay? don't. Um, Tommy, I did tell you that I felt it was a little forced. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, he's been in hiatus five or how long. But I don't know. I feel like his time has come. Like, if you want to be gone in the wind, be gone in the wind, oh. bro. Like, I think I think it's weird that you pop up when now you're being accused of something when you've been gone for so long. And I get you trying to come back. You're trying to, you're trying to get your revenge. But it's... Just stay gone, man. Just stay gone, you know? And then you play your little fake death in the fire and then pop up at the I grave, knew there was like, no way. If if he was dead right there in that fire, I wasn't watching Power no more. He was almost moving like sacks, man. Like, everybody, like, I'm trying to, we're trying to sit at the grave. You in here trying to off people. Like, it was just too much for me. But it, I, it was- Monet it was, her flowers, though. Let's talk about how she shot Rico. Did you see that coming? I mean- Oh, you don't what do you expect by that. What do you expect? I mean, I expected you, her to do that, you, but you, I didn't know we were starting an episode like that. You, you cut me off. You send them boys. Mm. You, you hit my son. Mm -hmm. You leave me no There's choice. There's only one thing left, yeah. You leave me no yeah. choice. So, I mean, she's doing what a protector do. And obviously, she's holding it down. She's the queen of that fort. So, I mean, I expect nothing less from her, but I'm definitely excited to see what's gonna happen with the Kanan story. I really wish we had a little bit more left in, in the power uh, ghost episodes. I wish we had a little bit more, but I'm looking forward to seeing what the summer's gonna bring with the Rays and Kanan. Uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited to see what, what power is gonna do. But as usual, we appreciate you guys so much for tuning in. Once again, happy new year to everybody. It's not about being a new year, new you. It's about being consistent, guys. And we appreciate y'all for tuning in. As always, continue to grind. And you know, as T-Rose say, continue to be believers, man. Thank you. Continue <laughs> to believe. Continue to support. And get well soon, Jeannie Rose. Appreciate y'all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.